0: Listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network at RepublicBroadcasting.org. Hour one of the broadcast here on this Friday, the 26th of January, 2024. I'm your host, Richard Carey, and this is Beyond the Official Narrative. And I have a full panel of roundtable participants, folks, uh, per usual. Uh, tonight, uh, as often is the case, these are all fellow RBN hosts. And, well, I certainly would uh, recommend you folks to share this one uh, with people who don't catch it live. Because yeah, It's a great panel. Glad to be here tonight and that all you gentlemen have been able to make it i have with us none other than mr david scorpio of course david is with me on wednesdays and david broadcasts on sundays here on republic broadcasting network Uh, you can check out his broadcast that would be 4 p.m central uh, the scorpio international holding company llc uh, with david scorpio That's from, uh, again, 4 to 6 Central on Sundays. David, welcome, sir.
1: Hello, I am here, and I'm looking forward to our conversation. We'll solve all the world's problems this afternoon, I think.
0: I suspect you're right there. And we also have, folks, none other than the man who had been well, responsible uh, for causing an uproar, a whistle-blowing on the 9/11 fiasco. Ever since, of course, a uh, man who was shunned by the establishment he he once once pledged allegiance in government, none other than Mister Blackbird Nine, Frederick C. Blackburn. And of course, Frederick can be caught on RBN every Saturday. That's the Saturday Snack Shack with Blackbird 9. That's 6 p.m. Central from 6 to 7 Central Saturdays. Welcome, Blackbird. Greetings all, happy Friday, and I was told
2: we were going to solve all the world's problems in the first hour, and then the second hour was the after party, so maybe I got the invite wrong there. (laughs) Anyway, but anyway,
0: it's good to be here tonight. We'll have to step it up, (laughs) Uh, step up the pace to, yeah, be sure to uh, have time for refreshments. And then, folks, we have none other than the host of the Sunday morning broadcast red pill politics with dave kopax that's 10 a.m to 12 noon central on sundays dave kopax welcome sir good to have you back on the roundtable panel
3: well, well thank you again for another invite i promised to be on my best behavior and boy i was looking forward to the world's problems being solved by showtime but i can see we got our work cut out for us so onward
0: <laughs> indeed indeed but you know i mean some would love if we didn't solve anything on our own that it we're all taken care of for us of course like these people at the world economic forum uh, Klaus schwab and company we had a clip going around recently that people are sharing from back in 2017 at davos where claus schwab is excitedly saying elections Soon won't be needed. Very soon, digital technologies will mean you don't even have to have elections anymore. And he was just so excited about this, rattling on about how everyone having brain implants will mean he'll have the capability of reading everyone's brain waves. And uh, you don't have to have elections because you can already predict the outcome. So, I mean, you know, these people are just really living in their own world uh, right from the start. We had just recently a liberal journalist, no less, Greenwald, destroying the corporate media narrative that Trump invoked a coup in 2020. You know, I don't know how many people are aware, but January 6th committee uh, staff had actually deleted over 100 encrypted files mere days before the GOP took the majority and uh yeah that's that not getting out there enough encrypted files i suppose that could some of that could be video footage you'd think and and or uh, documents but speaking of trump uh, that's what i really like to get your opinions on first gentlemen we had martin armstrong out there with his socrates data mining program which had predicted now that uh and there's going to be an overwhelming Trump victory in 2024 election. So with that, uh, let's toss it to, and I don't know, let's say, uh, we'll, Mr. Scorpio will, will say David for you, and, and, and for Mr. Kopex we'll say Dave. David, uh, what would you say to that uh, prediction from this data mining Socrates program? Overwhelming Trump victory. David. Okay, now you're on
1: Wait, are, are you going to call me Scorpio or David?
0: Uh, I, I was going to call you David. I'll call you Scorpio. We'll just make it Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh,
1: okay. I, I thought you were talking to the other guy. Uh, well, uh, okay, that's an interesting uh, prediction. I don't think it's going to happen for a variety of reasons. Number one... Uh, I don't think we have free and fair elections any longer. Uh, the elections are fixed, and they're uh, they're all a charade. They're a show. Uh, we don't have real elections. And secondly, I don't believe that Donald Trump will be allowed to uh, be in the White House again. Uh, I think he's broken some very uh, important rules to the club, let's say. And uh, thirdly, uh, I-, I think the-, the Republicans just like demographically... I don't think there'll ever be a Republican president again in our lifetime simply because of the massive shift in in demographics that have been engineered upon our country uh, through public schools and uh, mass uh, replacement level immigration.
0: Okay, Blackbird, your thoughts? Why (laughs) don't I pull out my magic eight
2: ball, and uh, my crystal ball, and – prognosticate here. Yeah, this is a very interesting article about this guy, you know, just hands down, you know, Trump's going to win this time. And you know, I'm just like one of those, I guess we will see what we see when it happens. But, uh, you know, this it's so interesting, all the dynamics that are going on right now that are just trying to tear this republic apart at so many levels. I guess this is full spectrum, you know, warfare, but uh, th- they want to balkanize the republic into these, you know, warring factions and this idea that, you know, we're headed towards a civil war and this time a real civil war uh, You know, much like the, you know, war of 1776 was a civil war. You know, the War in the eighteen sixty one to frame you know that was the uncivil War, and that was you know war between state factions. so we're looking at this, you know, are we going to break down into a true civil war? and I'm just seeing, you know what's happening to North Kakalaki and if you notice uh, North Kakalaki has not joined any of the Dixie states in any type of support for for either President Trump or for what's going on at the border with Texas, right? And so, you know, you just see Kane Cooper, who basically just shut down, unconstitutionally shut down the state during the COVID thing. Right, You know, he is a never-Trumper, you know, kind of guy. And then his attorney general, who has turned the legal system in North Carolina upside down, Josh Stein, you know, he's responsible for coordinating and overseeing that nobody messes with all of these Jewish chicken swinger NGOs that are just funneling the third world into these rural areas and uh, uh, urban areas of North Kakalaki, you know so uh you know we're you know definitely a occupied you know state as far as philosophies go that you know the people around us have very different opinions of what's going on right and so in a civil war you know, how is how are the factions going to do in this idea? Will Trump make it to we will we have an election? You know, will they try to steal it again versus, you know, electronic voting machines? Or are we going to have a constitutional crisis that, you know, prohibits us from voting? Or will it all just be cake and ice cream, you know, and then we'll all have you know, unicorns and stuff. So back to you. <laughs> Dave
3: Kopex? Oh, boy, here's a lot to unpack here. I agree with uh, a lot of the comments that were said, but um, I guess myself personally, I uh, Trump is an enigma. You know, the more you attack him, uh, the greater uh, the resolve of his supporters. And, you know, both parties uh, at this point, uh, the major parties are not healthy. The Republicans are not going to save the day. Uh, the Democrats, although they... They seem dominant and ominous. Um, You know, it's like putting a a super uh, dragster motor into a Volkswagen. It's shaking itself apart right now uh, through corruption, through division that uh, has been quiet but exists there. But, you know, I think Trump has actually got the numbers to prevail. And I would point out that to the people out there is – As crazy as this uh, seems, this is the time to participate. I've been uh, um, on both sides of this, whether it's futile to vote or not. um, But the the simple truth, the the statistical uh, truth, is that the more people that turn out to vote, the more difficult it is to rig the election. And I think we would all agree uh, that election integrity in this country uh, has gone to hell in a handbasket. It is one of the two primary things that is uh, required is, is uh, for democracy to work and has to have a fully informed public. And you've got to do is look at the press and assess for yourself the health of that. And you've got to have integrity in your elections. With those two things, the collective wisdom of, the, uh, of Americans uh, would do what's best for this country. But both of those things have been co-opted. And let's say Trump does get in. Everything is propped up right now. I could sit here and rattle on a laundry list of instabilities that uh, the powers that be could pull the plug on and, and turn us uh, right into unrest almost overnight. And, and, you know, if Trump gets in, don't don't you think that's among the possibilities that they may just let go? Because uh, the Democrats or the progressives, rather, that took over the Democrats on. Um, they would rather burn the house down than lose a battle. And I, I think that's, that could be in the cards, is that if enough people come out, and I harken back to a, a presentation I did one time on the political bell curve, is that if you superimpose these voters on a standard deviation curve, the top of it is what your righteous campaigns are looking for as far as active voters to get them to the polls to win the day. Those that are rigging elections, and this is why it's so important that we turn out in big numbers, no matter what, we have got to show up and vote, is because those that rig the election look at the exact opposite, the exact bottom of that bell curve, locate those people that never vote, and it's documented that they never vote, and in that you will find a lion's share of these mail-in ballots that are just getting filled out, because I bet you a lot of people that have been voted in decades um, have actually found themselves to have mailed in ballots this last go around. So uh, we got to participate, and I think they could pull the plug at any time. And we got to be prepared for that and look for the signals for that, in my opinion. But, it, I mean, we're a house of cards right now, aren't we?
0: Scorpio, how would you follow up those comments? Well, uh,
1: some interesting points. Uh, the problem I have is that Trump is... A bigger Zionist even than Joe Biden is, and he's certainly better in some ways, but we're not going to vote our way out of the situation we're in. Trump was in office for four years. He didn't do anything about the border. It was just a bunch of talk. He went along with Operation COVID Hoax. He played along. He pretended like he had COVID 33 days before the election. Uh, he pushed the vaccine on the public, and he will support Israel no matter how many people they kill. And so I don't think Trump is, I mean, I guess you could say it's better than Biden, but um, the problem is, is that at the top, they all are Zionists and we have a Zog, a Zionist occupied government and Trump is in on that club 100%. So I think the most interesting point that Dave made there was that if Trump is elected, I do think, they plan on pulling the plug, and we're going to take the fast track down to some very, very hard times because they can barely uh, conveniently blame everything on Donald Trump. It's all Trump's fault. We warned you, and uh, you know they could. Uh, and Trump even made the comment, "I don't want to be Herbert Hoover uh, in regards to the stock market potentially crashing." So um, I think you should be careful about what you ask for because. Uh, A Trump victory might be the actual worst-case scenario in some ways. Not that I support Joe Biden.
0: Well, I certainly could imagine an uh, exponential variation of the 2020 summer of BLM. And like you say, allowing the stock market to crash on his watch and any and everything where he can be used as a convenient scapegoat. But
1: Well, and just (laughs) one quick last thing. The other problem we face is that we live in a Ponzi scheme. Our economy at this point is, is essentially a Ponzi scheme. And there's a limited amount of time before it starts to fall apart on its own volition. And that's part of the reason why they're pumping in so many so-called immigrants, is with any Ponzi scheme, you've got to put new people in into, this, into the scheme. And that's part of the reason, uh, other than the demographic shift and the, the cultural destruction, Uh, The Ponzi scheme is the other reason why they're pumping in so many immigrants right now. Uh, It's to keep the Ponzi scheme going.
2: Blackbird. Wow, great uh, points there. And, you know, taking it to – for people not familiar with my work, I did a lot with game theory modeling and things like that, statistical analysis. And I was basically training – analysts at the NSA and the CIA and the FBI, et cetera, you know, people, you know, this is how you look for patterns <clears throat> in these systems, right? And so <clears throat> one of the excuse me, um you know one of the worst case scenarios of this is, you know, how organic is Donald Trump? And, you know, I sit and watch everybody who thinks, you know, he's going to be the great savior that puts America back in place. Or we've got a repeat of what uh, George Orwell talked about with Emmanuel Goldstein in 1984, who was the head of the Brotherhood Organization, then you find out that that was a very painful lesson in Marxist-controlled opposition, right? And You know, this was one of the things that you know Lenin and Trotsky and all those guys came up with is the idea of, you know, we will put together our own false opposition and it will act as a honey trap to, you know, people who are loyalists to, you know, the old way, the old bourgeois ways. Are we getting into breaks? So back to you.
0: Yes, sir. We are. We'll be right back. Stick around, folks.
4: Simply Clean Food's primary focus is to bring clean food to people all around the world and change the way we look at freeze-dried food in our daily cooking.
6: i am so excited to have you as part of the Wild Pastures family and we look forward to bringing you the pasturized meats that you and your family will love. Now we started Wild Pastures because so many of my clients would tell me they just couldn't find high quality pasturized meats and even when they did it was so expensive that they couldn't afford to eat it regularly. Now I'm not talking about the bottom of the barrel healthy meats that have claims like natural or free range or even cage-free terms that were actually created by the industrial food industry to make us feel all warm and fuzzy about buying in the chicken industry. In fact, less than 0.1% of the chicken consumed in the United States is truly pasture-raised in the way that ours is. And our pork is 100% pasture-raised as well. So if you care about where your food comes from, then you've definitely made it to the right place. As a Wild Pastures member, you'll be supporting the most highly-principled farmers in America and getting the most nutrient-dense, nourishing, and sustainable meats in the world. I'm confident you'll love being part our mission at wild pastures and you will really love the delicious nourishing meats that we're going to deliver straight to your delight.
5: visit republicbroadcasting.org and click the wild pastures banner ad secure a shipment today beef poultry and pork raise
0: the way nature intended back folks beyond the official narrative here on republic broadcasting richard carey here with my roundtable panel dave kopax blackbird nine and david scorpio and blackbird if you want to continue your thoughts sir you're talking about controlled opposition honey pot well honey traps for patriots
2: Blackbird? I'm sorry, I was muted. So, oh. <laughs> Man, that was great. Y'all missed some really good stuff there. Oh, uh, anyway, my apologies. Uh, anyway, what we were talking before the break about, you know, is Donald Trump organic or synthetic? And if he is synthetic, you know, one of the worst case scenarios I'm seeing floating around is the complete betrayal that he's playing the part of the last white president you know in the united states and it's that you know what orwell described as the emmanuel goldstein you know unmasking where you think the hero of the you know uh uh, counter movement well he's actually controlled opposition working for big brother to round up dissidents like you know the orwell's you know uh, mr smith you know in uh, 1984, so this idea of, okay, the Marxists love to, you know, get lists, they've talked about this, the Weather Underground with Bill Ayers, talked about, you know, people who could not be converted to the Marxist thought would just have to be rounded up and put into camps and exterminated, and this is echoed by Hillary Clinton and, you know, that whole elitist crowd, and then you look at, you know, the game theorists of like uh, Dr. Joseph Alba, uh, or Robert Alm, excuse me, at, you know, in, in Israel, and also this little guy Noah Harari, who's always out there, you know, explaining this. You know, we are above good and evil, and we will be, you know, picking and choosing who's going to live into after the Great Reset, basically. And so, you know, this idea that okay, if President Trump is the Judas Goat, then you know, part of the game theory is that. Unlike the Russians, who just froze, basically, when, you know, it was revealed that the Cheka and everything in Operation Trust was a complete bogus thing, they had no backup plan, right? So, in the game theory, you know, you always want to have that plan B at the betrayal. So, you, when the mask comes off and you realize, yes, indeed, we have been betrayed – you know, launch, and it's often called Operation Scorpion, you know, or Operation Scorpio. You know, so it's an interesting synchronicity for tonight since Mr. Dave Scorpio is with us. But that is usually the name given that, and that even showed up in a uh, Star Trek Voyager episode one time where they played out this, you know, betrayal gaming scenario where you have, you know, the okay, we have been betrayed now, launch. Plan B, you know. So anyway, that's kind of my take on it. If, you know, yeah, because pro- I'm looking at this as, you know, a world problem. Every government, every white nation has been infected with the slime mold that is wanting us dead and gone and replaced, right? And like I say, I'm against it. And so, you know, the American part of it, you know, is a big part of the puzzle, but, you know, we've got to also focus on, you know, how they're doing this in every nation. So, you know, we can learn from, you know, how slime molds manipulating elections everywhere, because like Ezra Pound said, you know, democracies are now countries in, you know, the Western world, I should say, he said, in Europe that are controlled by Jews. And this is very true. They're ruling with the power of the purse. We've got to take that away from them. So back to you.
0: Oh, yes, and I'd add that we need to certainly keep an eye on how things are progressing at the United Nations level, uh, which I would see as far from a friend to any of us. And these unions, the, un- the European Union, uh, for certain, and, of course, these, these, these medical uh unions of uh, philanthropy and tyranny, such as the World Health Organization, even the FDA, uh, when you look into how corrupt and bought out they are. But I'll toss it over to uh, Dave, and we may have to take you uh, mostly into the next uh, segment. So actually, you know, yeah, I I should just have you start, Dave, uh, on the other side. And I want to remind people to support Republic Broadcasting Network. Uh, Please, folks, we could really use the help right now. Uh, who have been in a bit of dire straits and had a bi-yearly uh, $2,000 server bill and include, in addition to all the monthlies and trying to keep people paid uh, who run things for the boards. So please go to org and click on that donate page. Right now we have I'm the mo- Michael Gaddy the Confederate quilts. Uh, it's going to be a uh, Special drawing at the end of January. If you donate $250 or more, you'll be in the fishbowl for that. Custom made, beautiful Confederate flag, St. Andrew's cross quilt. Stick around, folks. We'll be right back. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth.
3: You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Real news, real talk
5: Free shipping on orders over $50. See the banners for Hemp Paste at republicbroadcasting.org and visit hemppaste.com slash RBN. People often write to tell us what has happened for them since starting Extendivite. Allow me to read a few. In one month, my blood pressure dropped significantly. I no longer get chest pain after exercise. It's amazing. And I ordered my second bottle. The reviews are spot on. My target is to get off BP meds, and if it keeps going like this, I see a light at the end of the tunnel. So far, a great product is what it claims to be. Great product. A few days in, and I could feel a difference for certain. Not checking medical stats yet. I know this is really working by how I feel. We'll continue to take this product. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit Extendivite.com.
0: back folks beyond the official narrative here on republic broadcasting richard carey here with david scorpio dave kopex and blackbird nine a lot of perspectives a lot of opinions here tonight Ooh, a lot of a lot of trump fans i'm surprised trump doesn't have david scorpio running his campaign uh, for that matter uh, blackbird with a, a lot of uh, interesting perspectives on uh, game theory and uh fall guy hero uh possibilities uh, dave kopex uh what is your feedback uh, after we've heard most recently from these two gentlemen
3: well uh, i i want to add a little uh, an element to this you uh, know you know and analyze trump a little bit closer um there's one thing about him is uh he he's got a pride and an ego for uh, better or for worse um, he has definitely got a pride and an ego about him that, you know, is distasteful to, uh, to many. All right. Those with sensitive constitutions may not like his his grittiness um, in his ego. But he is also somebody that I don't think it really matters who lies to him or screws him or tries to take him down once he is identified a a personal enemy i think it's those same two things that can give a person a, a bad personal characteristics might be the grit necessary to cause enough entropy and instability in their system to be able to leverage to our advantage and what i mean by that is, you know, what could one man do? I'm an old Ron Paul fan back before it was cool. We knew that even if we got Ron Paul elected, he wasn't going to be able to go in there as president with almost all of Congress against him, all the NGOs against him, all the lobbyists against him, and do a whole lot. Now, what what can uh, a president do? Well, anything that can be put into place through an executive pen, can be swiped away in in the same manner if he went in there and began to slash away at this thing i call the new soviet and, and start doing away with these things that are the conduits of the most evil and the most expensive and, and destructive policies and and do away with whatever he can and just the instability because they are all connected just just like a Soviet system, it's a giant pyramid scheme. And it goes right down to the little nonprofits and the little uh, NGOs and land trusts and familiar things in our town. They're all connected. And you can't throw a rock into a calm lake without causing ripples on the other side. And this is what would happen. But this is where, and I am pointing these comments directly at those people that call themselves MAGA, is you have got to sit back one night. And and really look at yourself and decide, is MAGA a movement, something that will last into the foreseeable future in in, in perpetuity, or is it a campaign slogan? Because in one case, it is done and over with in, in just barely over four years. It comes to an end. If it's a movement, this is something where we the people during these moments of entropy and when that deep state system is unstable and which is getting there we have got to come in at all levels like the the tide coming in and it is we have got to start taking over taking back we have lost the, the we can't keep pointing up to dc for all the problems because that crap flows downstream and, and i'm I, I try to convince people every single week that that splatter is in your community and so we have got to go in there during these times if we can destabilize that system enough for us to leverage and get in like we have not been able to do in the past. The two parties have divided us so polarized that we we have always been the ones that failed. The deep state has only gotten stronger and we the people, the grassroots are purged out. They're never really given that opportunity. But I, I see the system possibly being shaken to its core providing an opportunity that may not have presented itself until then but he should be going in there not on a bunch of campaign slogans but on a mandate from his people and his supporters to like a communist wrecking ball and go in there forget all about the other niceties go in there and start slashing away with his executive pen like a communist wrecking ball
0: well i know that a. You know, a lot of people want to wait and see what he does for four more years. And some say, think that, you know, this is the last gasp. But, I mean, if people wanted to pacify, if those in power currently wanted to pacify the the public by continuing to have a Republican uh, uh, executive branch every so often, then... I mean, you know, I I think that they could use it to their advantage. It still could be uh, realistic because these agendas don't ever uh, take steps backward. Uh, You know, they just maybe uh, slow down a bit during those times. I mean, after Trump, what, there there could be someone who wants to see what Ron DeSantis is going to do for two terms, eight years, and then they might want to see what uh, what Tucker Carlson maybe uh, you know will be uh <laughs> selected uh, for eight years uh, and and <laughs> it'll go on and on but I mean I think they do like that pacification uh, pacifying uh, means every so often because again that it, it doesn't make them uh, rewrite policies or withdraw uh, the progress during Democratic administrations. The uh, Same with the House and Senate uh, and bills getting passed and uh, that sort of thing. But, I mean, I don't know. Well, let's go back to Scorpio and hear what you have to say after uh, what we've heard from the panel.
1: Well, uh, why didn't Trump do all that stuff in his first term? He didn't really do anything uh, other than talk. And he, he, he's very good at stirring up crowds and uh, saying controversial things on Twitter. But at the end of the day, he really didn't do much. And, and he surrounded himself with the worst swamp creatures imaginable. Uh, you know, and then, uh, like I said, he went along with the COVID hoax and pushed the vaccine. And then, you know, it, he pretended he had COVID 33 days before the election. I mean, that can't be a coincidence but it just happened to be 33 days before the election. So, uh, you know, I, I guess people want to hope that Trump's going to do something. I would just ask, well, why didn't he do it the first time? Cause nothing happened the first term at all.
0: Okay. Blackbird. Yeah. Uh, you
2: know, I guess, uh, you know, I look at it as a zero-sum game in some ways of, you know, okay, what happened in Trump's first term? And now that we have reversed engineered uh, the false flag of 9-11, you know, to see you know, who our real enemies were, I was thinking, you know, as he going through that, okay, when 9-11 happened, You know, everyone was told that that's the enemy over there, you know, projecting, you know, this fictional enemy to start a let's you and them fight, you know, game theory scenario. And so once you figure out, well, the, you know, who they're telling me the enemy doesn't make any sense. So if we eliminate the impossible, whatever is left has to be true, right? It's, you know, paraphrasing the old Sherlock Holmes thing uh, line. And then, you, you know, many of us started saying, well, our greatest ally, those chicken swingers in Israel, uh, seem to be behind this because they benefit, because this is part of the Theodore Herzl plan, the Greater Asia plan of Odin Yen and Ye has gone on and on of who, how they had the motive, means, opportunity, and they have benefited and then you know Trump uh, saying, "Okay, we're I'm getting into politics." You know, so when he d- announced that, there was definitely a shift in everything. And then you know, since then we have seen. You know, Israel being very, very exposed, especially the activities of Unit 8200, Unit 269, that's Ehud Barak's outfit, that probably most likely Jeffrey Epstein, Elaine Maxwell, you know, Robert Maxwell before, uh, and, you know, Ehud Barak was kind of in charge of that most likely. And then, you know, that has been dismantled, exposed, and yes, so much has happened. And so... You know, we saw a lot happen during the Trump years of exposing that apparatus that's been used to blackmail us into these policies. And so, you you know, was I'm just, you know, not to be a Trump advocate, but, you know, it's like, was there more going on behind the scenes than Mockingbird media would allow us to know about? And yeah you know, one of the things many of us 911 truthers and whistleblowers know about is you know I thought I could go with my story and my evidence to the media, our fourth estate, and they would run with the story because you know they're the fourth estate to keep you know all that balance of power happening, right? And to be completely locked up of every avenue of the legacy media, both local, national, international. Right, was a big eye opener to me. So, yeah, this uh, scenario we're in is, you know, was there more going on? And, you know, uh, what's going to happen in the next four years? Is that where he's all going to be revealed like a magician show? You know, that's, you know, the thing. And I'm fascinated. That- by this werewolf game. If you're not familiar with the werewolf game, it's actually been around since eighty-six. It was originally called the Mafia Game. But the game theory of the informed minority versus the uninformed majority is truly terrifying game theory. So if you'd like the Solomon Ash, you know, group conformity experiments and the Stanley Milgram authority experiments, you you know, would love the Mafia Wolf werewolf game and the statistics of, you know, we are up against a hidden hand that's been playing us for a very long time and know, so much is being revealed and, you know, was Trump put in place you know, as a pressure valve, or is he organic because he saw what was really happening and turned on that system that he was part of? So I don't know. I'm not the magician, but yeah, the, it's interesting when you look at it from my perspective of all these years digging into this, trying to get to the bottom of it. So back to you,
3: Dave. Yeah, you know, I remember the first time he ran, he he pretty much got laughed out of the place. I I think at the Deep state were trying to install him, they simply would have installed him then. Um, but you know, going back to earlier comments on why didn't he uh, perform a particular way in his first term, is I think in uh, part again referring uh, to ego uh, to admit, get up and admit that he was wrong about the vaccines. I, I really wish he would walk this back way farther than he has to. At um, the very least, he didn't support a mandate. But nonetheless, He allowed this uh, horrible uh, abuse and assault to go on across the country. And, you know, I think his ego stood in the way, for one. Second, had he stood up and said, come right out and said, I was wrong, he would immediately, by everything left of center, would have been sued into oblivion. You know, how could you do that and let that happen? Um, And uh, moreover, strategically... You know, and this has been the case over and over again with any first term president is if there was a reason to believe that they would get a second term, they would often tackle the more moderate things and save those that are more, um, you know, right wing, if you will, uh, for a second term. So from a purely strategic point of view, People like that make those choices on on what's going to move forward. Now that being said, the places that Trump lost me is the Second Amendment, obviously, with what he was doing with bump stocks and uh, saying that uh, due process had to take a backseat to uh, protecting children. He he really kind of lost me there. This he's not a statesman. Like I said, I think he's a more of a wrecking ball. I, he's, uh, there, any reason I'd want to see him in there is only if he were committed to tearing down those things that were, are a bottleneck, You know, those places where the most energy and the least amount of resources can get the greatest effect. What could he do to destabilize that system? But I couple that with what the you's and the me's out there have to do. We cannot be bystanders in this. we got to be in a thousand pinpricks, but there would be no place for them to hide because if we're going to reverse this, it is not going to happen from, uh, you know, celebrity figures like that. You know, they might be the visible point of the spear at some point in time, but every revolutionary change that ever happened for good or for bad uh, stemmed from the, uh, the people. At the people level, so we've got to engage in this and not think that we're going to solve our problems watching it on TV.
0: Oh no, excellent points uh, definitely in in that uh, response. And well, to shift things a bit, I mean, and one of the things they uh, mentioned about Trump, uh, of course is the uh, warp speed agenda that he still takes credit for i mean but you know yeah it's it's hard to know for sure but it is possible that yeah people could be saving some of the more hardline changes they would have plans for uh, for a second administration and maybe they would also learn things to be better equipped during that one as far as who you need to appoint or replace pretty much everyone if you want them to be loyal but to, to pivot a bit you know on that i mean we have this uh continuing situation from the shots, you know, a fallout. And we just had a journalist who had attacked a top tennis player for refusing the COVID shot, MRNA shot, who died suddenly, (laughs) as an example. The World Health Organization had saying, we need global compliance for the next pandemic. And everyone out there is talking about this disease X, all the corporate media and the WEF, Everyone's talking about something that's theoretical that would be what 10 times worse in the death toll and or uh, contagion factors it's so it's a uh, you know it's curious how you know they don't seem to be letting up stick around folks I'll be back i got a log on a
3: later, and it makes me feel greater
0: folks beyond the official narrative here on Republic Broadcasting and I want to remind you folks to please support us Uh, you can donate to the station by phone Uh, and if you're listening by say satellite might be the only um, option uh, the way uh, well you could just call of course that number I'll say it twice area code 800 724 2719 extension 3 to donate. And again, area code 800 724 2719 extension 3. If you want to donate by phone, uh, via credit or debit card, of course, you could donate cash, check, or money order payable to just the letters RBN. Payable RBN. And mail that to Republic Broadcasting Network 2251 Double Creek Drive, Suite 302, Round Rock, Texas 78664. And of course, you could also get all this information at the donate page of our website at RepublicBroadcasting.org. There's also a PayPal option, but if you uh, want to, if you donate two fifty or more and want dibs on that quilt uh, drawing, uh, possibly have your name drawn, you have to make sure to let let them know. And again, so uh, they are still pushing, you know, for uh, consent in advance from a nation's giving up their sovereignty to the who uh, UN uh, and well, most likely WEF uh, and this disease X being talked about. I mean, it's just so in your face. I just hear now medical research without informed consent is now allowed by the FDA in some cases. So this is perhaps how they'll be able to inject anything they like without informed consent in the future. This caveat is uh, it must be minimal risk research, they're saying. That means it must be no more risky than what is already presented in the environment. So that's currently what they're getting away with uh, having uh, accepted. Enter Pandemic 2.0. Of course, people are getting sick and dying. The next thing they do is test you for a virus, and within that testing mechanism is the treatment. Of course, it would be legal without your knowledge or consent. Of course, that is not how they're framing it now, but it may very well be exactly what it will be. And here's an excerpt from it. "Quote in an effort to encourage the discovery of more treatment and diagnostic options in the medical field, the U.S. Food and Drug Food and Drug Administration (FDA) has finalized a rule allowing certain clinical trials to operate without obtaining informed consent from participants." Unquote. Stick around for an hour two, folks. For were uh, interesting topics to discuss this fabulous RBN host panel. We've done.